0: The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. We humans have a a real distaste for interruptions and yet our lives are constantly filled with them. Parents of young children rarely get an uninterrupted night of sleep. The play of Neighborhood children is interrupted by the darkening sky and the flickering of a streetlight. Study and work are interrupted by the lights and sounds of our devices, costing us precious time and our places of work precious money. Relationships. Can be interrupted by irreconcilable differences or unfaithfulness. And stability can be interrupted by the loss of work or status or even life itself. We have a distaste for interruptions because they break the rhythm that is ingrained in us. I mean, think about your own life. Everything you do in your day is a link in the chain of your daily rhythm. Waking and sleeping. Dreaming and praying. Eating and drinking. Moving and socializing working and playing, living and breathing. When someone or something interrupts this rhythm, it disorients us and breaks the control we have of our lives. Now, if there's anyone who knows about interruptions best, It's the engaged couple we just encountered in our gospel text. The couple whose lives are interrupted by the miraculous conception of a child. This child certainly interrupted the life of his poor peasant girl mother Mary, who was from a backwater town in a backwater part of the Roman Empire. As if she couldn't be of lower estate, now she's pregnant out of wedlock. A real social pariah. This child also interrupted the life of Mary's betrothed, Joseph, the righteous man who, who couldn't be married to such a woman, but who was also kind enough to divorce her quietly. I mean, one can only imagine how bewildered and disappointed and hurt Joseph must have been when he saw his pregnant fiancé. Then an angel comes and interrupts Joseph's dream. The news that the angel brings transcends Joseph's life and Mary's. It goes beyond the hustle and bustle of that little backwater town and that backwater part of the Roman Empire. In fact, the news that the angel brings transcends the rhythm of the entire cosmos. Take Mary as your wife, Joseph. For this interruption is of the Holy Spirit and will save God's people from their sins. The Creator is taking on the flesh of His prized creation in order to recreate them. Now, Mary and Joseph together are poor, homeless migrants considered enemies of the state for the infant they give shelter to. This child who has been the ultimate interruption will in fact cause them suffering. Mary and Joseph's pure, righteous, and kind hearts will be pierced with grief. So they cling to the first word the angel spoke to Joseph. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If you've been along with us on this Advent journey, Your lives have been interrupted by this child too. In week one, he interrupted you in your prison cell, offering to bring light to your darkness and begging you to not go at this journey alone. In week two, he took a shot at your closed-off heart through the preaching of his cousin, John the Baptizer, He beckoned you to repentance and offered you the purifying fire of his power and might. In week three, he interrupted your mirage and pointed you toward an oasis, but not without sacrifice. Even John the Baptist lost his head while holding on to beauty and truth. Today, the beginning of week four, we are told by the angel that the Lord is coming to tabernacle among us. He doesn't remain far off, He's moving into your neighborhood. He's moving into your home. He's moving into your heart. So make room. Now, that's quite an interruption that may disorient and break control. The temptation for us has always been, and continues to be, to to treat Christ's interruption of our lives like every other interruption we encounter. We can shoo it away, or we can try to ignore it, or we can preoccupy ourselves with other things that are themselves interruptions and distractions, My friends, Christ doesn't interrupt your life, your rhythm, to cause anxiety and angst, division and woundedness, doubt and fear. The angel assures us of this today when the word that was spoken to Joseph is spoken now to you. Do not be afraid. Christ interrupts your life, your rhythm in order to integrate Himself into it. He does so through your prayers and your reading of Scripture and your tithing and almsgiving and acts of mercy and most concretely and fleshly by tabernacling in you when you receive Him on the tongue in the Holy Eucharist. This interruption and then integration makes your life and rhythm holy. It gives your life meaning and purpose, just like it did for Mary and Joseph. It brings healing and peace. It offers you divine gifts that literally Shake the cosmos. No other link in the rhythm of your life or no other interruption of that rhythm can offer you that. We hear from the prophet Isaiah today that the Lord is wearied, wearied, when we don't receive Him into our rhythm and receive of his gifts and his signs for us. He is wearied when we willingly choose for ourselves and our children the interruptions and distractions and illusions of the world over the divine interruption from heaven. He's wearied when you, when you choose scrolling social media instead of reading Scripture. When you choose hoarding wealth in fear of the uncertainty of the stock market or the economy instead of tithing and giving alms to the poor and dedicating your life to the Lord and trusting that at the end of the day, no matter what comes, that the Lord will sort it out in the end. He's wearied when you cart your kids off to this activity or to that activity on a Sunday morning instead of bringing them to the table that will feed them life and forgiveness and true peace in this storm of the world that we live in. The Lord is wearied when we choose these things. But as he did for the people of Israel and Ahaz, so he does for us. He gives us a sign, and he doesn't give up on us. He continues to pursue, he continues to interrupt. through the work of the Holy Spirit, in and through people and places, He places Himself before us, calling us back home. So in this last week of Advent, will you welcome the Lord's interruption? As the angel reminds us, you shouldn't fear to. For the infant that grows inside the womb of Mama Mary comes to save us from our sins, give us joy, and unite himself to the rhythm of our life as he directs us heavenward. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That, my friends, is a beautiful interruption. In the holy name of Jesus.